Someone you could reach out to, like a computer club or something that could help you resolve these issues in a timely manner. Oh, a computer club. That's a great idea. Well, I think there's a segment coming on the show where that would be a perfect thing. Is that something we should we leave? Yeah, leave it later because I've already got a solution for Martin. Yeah. I can jump straight to the solution. He doesn't need a computer club. He's got me. Perfect. Oh, Oh, Here we go. Mr. Right. Office works himself. What do we got? Okay. Do you want to know what you do? If you've, you're having problems with your audio hijack, you simply turf your old M1 setup, okay? Mm. And you bring back an Intel 5K iMac, put that back mm. on the desk and start recording and doing your podcasting from that because it's reliable. It works. It's got a camera where you want the camera to be. And it's a it's a glorious solution. Is it the sweet solution? It's the sweet solution. My 5K iMac is back, pride of place, recording this very episode <laughs> on it. The number of times that iMac has departed and come back. <laughs> Where does it well, go? When, like, and how does it feel about this? Because I, I don't imagine it's happy that it's it's put in a corner and then brought back and put in a corner and brought back. No, I've, I, I've never neglected it. So when I took it away, I moved it into kind of like the, the what I call the library. It's a bit, sounds a bit ostentatious, but it's basically I've got a couple of bookshelves and some armchairs. Does it have one of those slidey ladders that goes all the way around the room? It doesn't have one of those. It does have a ladder oh. that goes to the attic. So I can bring an attic into that room. Okay. You need a slidey one, Andrew. I reckon that'd be a real enhancement. Yeah. Get one of those. Yeah. Mm. Sister of my partner has just built a new house. And uh, they have a slidey ladder. For, for, the, for books or for other items? For books. For books oh, in the bookshop. Okay. That's good. Wow. Um, nice. But no, so the iMac has been living in the library. And I thought I'd have it there for music if I want a bit of ambient jazz while I'm reading a hardcover. Oh, yeah. that's That sounds like probably a pretty regular activity for you yeah but it didn't really get used very much in that instance and basically i just found i was still sitting i was actually using the imac still more than the laptop because it's just all in one now i bought a thunderbolt dock for my for my um laptop and i set up the external this just in from andrew the all-in-one it's a big thing i reckon that's really going to work for the imac is in fact all in one if anyone wasn't aware of that. But trying to do the same thing with my laptop. I had a Thunderbolt dock. I had cables everywhere. When I tried to do this show with you guys, as you will well know, I mm. only had a webcam on the laptop, not on my external monitor. So I'm having to sort of angle and look at the laptop screen. And I've got more cables because I've got the audio interface. And it's just a, a schmozzle. The, the Thunderbolt dock Shemazel. ran hot, like you could fry an egg on this thing, to the point where I was feeling guilty about the power consumption that it must be consuming. So every time I would leave the study for an extended period, I was yanking the power cord out of the thing. Yeah, I imagine a, I imagine a Core i7 from 10 years ago is probably much more power efficient. No, this is only an i5, so I thought about oh. that. Oh, easy okay yeah. and this, i don't know this, why you have so many cables can you explain a little bit where the i, I have one cable what 
He just fell into a bargain bin at Office Works <laughs> and got tangled like Medusa and stumbled out. It's like, oh, they're discounted. Why not? Plug yeah, them in. I don't know where they go. But <laughs> a Thunderbolt so had the dock plus yes. the the power brick for the dock, which was about the same size again. Okay. Then I had Thunderbolt to connect yeah. the laptop. Then I had mm-hmm. DisplayPort to go to the monitor. Sure. USB for my audio interface, USB for the stream deck, USB for the mouse. Right. Um, something else as well. Oh, USB for the keyboard. Because, yeah. But, but you plug those once and then never touch them again. That's the, yeah, but that's still like there. the idea the, of a dock. But the, <laughs> it took up so much st- space and there's visual clutter. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. So, I've got rid of all that. Now, I've got a... But, and you know what I've done now with... So, now the external display is gone out to the library. Oh, and just, wow. <laughs> just for shits and giggles, I decided to go iPad into the external monitor, stage manager. Wow. It's pretty good. It's, actually, it's, it's pretty terrible. Um, and my Logitech... <laughs> that was, it, that was the, the quickest about face I've ever heard. It's pretty good. It's actually awful. No, the Logitech MX mouse is really bad for it. It doesn't... The responsiveness levels are all wrong for that little fat finger thing. And then the scroll wheel is like, you got to go... <laughs> to get any scrolling. So, it's, you really... No, no, wait, wait, wait. But... Are you doing the scroll where you have like the infinite sort of spin thing? Because I love that. That's great. You do that and it just, here, I've got it right here. I'm spinning it. I'm going, and it just goes like that. Isn't that what I did? Like, like that? I don't know what I did. There we go. Sorry, there was a bit of a do in the other one, maybe because I accidentally clicked it the other way. I'm confusing myself. What the hell is this segment, Andrew? What's happening? It's in the it it's in like, the sh- it's in the run sheet. This is musical musical computers. It's musical computers. He's got a library. He's got an office, and he's shuffling things back and forth. Back and forth. And, Which uh, microphone yeah. is in the library now? I oh, guess there's no, would be there's my no next, microphone but, in the library. Oh no, microphone. Okay. No, no, sure. that would be that would be just garish. Okay, okay. So how many days until we get rid of the iMac again? Is it? <sighs> well, hang on. Surely you found faults in this setup already. There's no that's way a, it's perfect. That's a really great question. I'm, I'm glad you asked, Jason. Just open up 2024-01-21 faults with Intel iMac dot XLSX. Well, almost. It's numbers. It's just taking a little while because this is an I'm, uh, Intel Mac for numbers. To, okay, we're here. Numbers oh, is loaded. Well. Okay, yep. so let me just check my Intel iMac. I just can't imagine a world where someone would walk up to me and say, hey, you have that nice M-series laptop. Tell you what I'm going to do for you. Mm. I'm going to give you an Intel machine. And mm. there being any multiverse in which I say yes to that. <laughs> so this Intel has been in service for 219 weeks and four days. Well, has it though? Because I've heard tell that it's been in the library kind of doing nothing for some of those days. So this well, is not contiguous days. It was the directory for his Dewey Decimal <laughs> system of books at home in another room. It was actually like a search computer. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's thank like you. it's the Card library catalog. computer where you yeah, gonna, <laughs> exactly. It was one of those really ugly Windows applications with five hundred buttons in the interface, which also doubles as like a dental, you know, patient record exactly. system. So it's only just over four years of service. So that is it's still in pretty good nick. Spring uh, cost, chicken, really. It's costing me $15.12 a week. So I still need to bring that down. So it's got some service life left in it. Uh, the M. 
can I hate myself for a second and ask yeah, you a question sure. about the depreciation um, thing? <laughs> yes. Um, so let's just say theoretically uh, someone cared about this and many that day. person, many, sorry, my apologies. Let's just say that the three people in the world that care about this are listening right now. Yeah, yeah. Can you explain to them maybe, and maybe me as well, um, 15, 12 a week. What's the goal here? What are we trying to get to and why do we care? That's a great question. Why, we, why have we I never don't know. I just that? realized that I don't really, I, we've never asked, like, is there a magic number? Or like when it hits $8 a week, we've, we've won the medal. What, what's the goal? <laughs> Look, can, can you help me? It's one of those things. It's one of those things. You can never get it to zero. Okay. Because it's, 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 it's a game you can never decline. win. So you're always dividing by a time. So you're never going to get it to zero. Okay, so it's more a comparative feature than an absolute. Comparative to what? To other stuff on the uh, spreadsheet. Okay. So my iMac is costing me fifteen dollars and twelve, right? My sure. MacBook Air M1 is only costing me eleven dollars ninety-seven. So it's already better. And my Apple Mac, the Mac Mini M1 that I have is only at $8 per week. Mm. No, no. So the iMac is still more expensive. So I need to use it more because I paid so much more for it. I need to really maximize my value. I would be looking at the iMac. I'd be wanting to get that down to about $10, $11 a week before I could really feel like I've gotten full use out of it. I, I don't think that's too bad. If it's to maximize use for sustainability or to make sure you're getting long life out of your products, I kind of get that. But- I'm not sure that's your motivation. Jason, where's your mind going with this? Shareholder value is where I went initially, but then I realized that um, I think I was correct in my initial thinking that um, there is no point to this and there is no actual end goal. <laughs> so, okay, confirmed. Got it. I understand now. It It's a thing to make it you makes it miserable. That's feel the thing. like you've gotten out of the thing with... The money you put in, you got out an equal amount yeah, of it's something. almost like a question. It's like, so at the moment- It if, is a question, and I question it every day. <laughs> if I had been asked to put aside $15 a week for this iMac, would I be comfortable with that? Like, if you said you can use this iMac, but only if you set aside $15 per week. Uh-huh. For the rest I'm of like, your life. Until you die. That seems a lot. Like, to put aside for an iMac. An Intel iMac. How much was this iMac? Why is it still more than everything else? And it's like a hundred years old. Well, it's cheap. It's an all-in-one, Jason. Haven't you heard? Oh, it was really expensive. Oh, it's an all-in-one. Okay, I miss. I thought there were wires everywhere. I thought there were wires and connections, and it cost. This is a good question. It cost me three thousand three hundred nineteen dollars. Wow. Why? Apparently, Apple's more expensive Apparently, these days. Apparently, that's a lot. Jeez, wow. that is okay. a lot. Wow, okay. So, that's just why I've got to keep using it. That was a lot. Uh, hmm. Andrew, I know that you love tasks and to-do lists and managing your knowledge. So, I mean, maybe not as much as depreciation in general as a topic, but I'm going to set you a task, right? You remember the Mac OS 9 funeral that Steve Jobs held? Mm, vaguely. You did it on stage with a casket, the whole thing. Well, you don't have to do that necessarily. I'm not telling you to go that far for us visually for YouTube or something. But I think this Intel iMac has been such a champion and such a recurring champion on this podcast that when it does eventually die or you put it to rest or pass it on or whatever, I would like you 
for us and for the sake of the listeners to hold a special service for this iMac. An all-in-one funeral, as it were. It's a good idea. Can I replace- I think- I think I'm going to have to get another iMac. Well, however it happens, I think the listeners, they're going to be emotional when this happens. And I think we need to give them warning that it's coming. And then out of the blue, when it does come, they'll be prepared for that strong emotional wave, that uh, flurry of confused Intel feelings. So that's, um, okay. I'm asking that of you. Okay. Add it to your to-do list. I love the idea of the all-in-one funeral. That sounds like a good package, actually. <laughs> Yeah, birth, christening, marriage. Very few wires uh, involved. Funeral. It's all it's in clean, there. Yep. Concise. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. Do you- all delivered through Bluetooth. Just be thankful yeah. I can't buy an Apple Vision Pro because imagine how that depreciation situation would look. That's not going to be good. That's $6,000 a week. Oh, man. Your spreadsheet could be panoramic. You'd just be like boxed in. All right. Well, that's um, whatever that was. Uh, depreciation iMac corner. We'll check back in in two weeks where it'll be $15.11. Quick mention, which isn't in the notes, but I want to throw it out there. One Prime Plus just this week before this episode is going out. Members will have been enjoying our first newsletter for the year, which is actually a bit of a weird one. It's not hemispheric news. It's not hemispheric news just with me. It's hemispheric canyon or hemiscanyon feldic. I don't know. I, I can't even remember what we wrote, but two pieces, one from me, one from Andrew. Jason's sitting this month out because, well, I mean, he's a busy man. He's dealing with ice damage or something, not the drug, the actual snow that falls from the sky. I should clarify that. Whoops. <laughs> a bit illicit. And our first members episode for the year, which is, I mean, two segments people might not be expecting. We, uh, we explore the wonderful world of markdown in apps and whether you really need it. And on top of that, I talk about a camera, which I think was going to be originally in the show, but I thought I'm not going to inflict this on regular listeners. I'm just going to stuff it in the thing with the members to make it painful for them. So if you want to pay more to hear me talk rubbish about a camera and uh, Jason's thoughts about markdown, make sure to sign up at what's the site again? Uh, I think, let's see, uh, let me uh, check my notes. Oh, that would be oneprimeplus.com. You can also get stickers too. We have stickers if you want stickers. Get a sticker. It's so good. Get a sticker. Get in there. Get a sticker. You both have stickers coming in the mail. We need more orders from Australia. Australians and generally Southern Hemispherians, I think. Just lift your game. This is embarrassing. Nobody wants to be beaten by Americans. You know what Americans like when they win? They're all like, USA, USA. This is ridiculous. Free shipping if you want the $10,000 sticker. Mm. Is it? Hey, I don't want to cut our margin on that 10 grand. <laughs> Put that in your depreciation spreadsheet. <laughs> sticker. Line item. Sticker. $10,000. Anchor. What's, what's happening with Anchor? That's today's uh, sponsor of the Hemispheric Views podcast. Today's episode 103 is brought to you by Anchor and the Anchor 548 power bank, the ultimate camping power bank with USB-C. <laughs> Was that pretty believable that that could be an ad? Because it's not. I reckon you genuinely worried people listening <laughs> when you did that. Uh, no, we still have no ads. We don't like them. Um, I, I, although actually we've got something about a mattress here. They're the actual sponsors, right? Oh yeah. That's later though. You got, don't, shh, don't, oh, that'll right. be, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. When I record the next segment from my bed, uh, you'll, you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, that oh boy. We're not that kind of Hey-o. podcast. Hey.
<laughs> we used to have a clean rating, not anymore. <laughs> we still do though somehow, even though there's like plenty of swearing. So nobody's dumped on, on us. That's, I think that's so funny that that you can just pick whatever you want. Just actually, um, just, yeah. Just, sorry, no. Inter- side yeah, sidebar. Sidebar. Interjection. Sidebar. Sidebar. Yeah. Do Americans say Americans don't say dobbed? I just said nobody's dobbed on us. No, no one says that. Do you know what that means? Good point. Uh, it was actually a crossword clue the other day in Puzmo, and I'm forgetting what it meant, but it was, it did come across my desk. Oh, okay. Yeah, dobbed. Martin, you'd be familiar with dobbed. I bet you- it's like a painting term. It's like you like slap a bunch of paint on something is dobbing. Mm, daub. Mm, oh, daub. Is it? Daub. daub We're yes. talking dob. D O. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a dib dobber. Yeah. You're a dib dobber. Don't dobber me, no, Martin. Mom! No, you're not coming to my pool party, Andrew. Mom, Shut man's up. Do it. Man's dobbed on me. It's so fair. Wow. Shut up, Andrew. I'll dob on you whatever I like. Mom. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo. So, yeah, dobbing is... is All right, so yeah, that's the example yeah. that goes in the dictionary, but what's the definition? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. You tell me. <laughs> I'm asking Andrew. Um, I, I, I can convert this to American because I'm bilingual. <laughs> oh right. Okay. I, oh, good. I think this is how. It's, it's going back in my memory banks, I might get slightly wrong. It's calling on some Brady Bunch knowledge as well. Uh, don't be a tattletale. Oh, okay. Uh, Got it. Yep, that makes sense. Nobody likes hmm. toddy, taddy, ta- 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 What a tattletale? What is it? a dobber? Tattletale or snitching? Snitching too? Yeah. Do you reckon snitching? Snitches get stitches. Exactly. Mm. All right. Well, dobbers get daubed, apparently, yeah, whatever do. that is. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. Sorry. That was Anchor. So, All anchor. right. Well, thanks to yeah. our sponsor, Anchor, for that segment about uh, daubing. They're, they're going to they're gonna hear that and just love it. Um, where was I even going with this? I, don't, I just wanted to mention a thing that I had used that I thought was cool, and that's the Anchor 548 Power Bank Power Core Reserve 192 Watt Hours. It is a gigantic battery backup thingy you know what you know anchor power banks they make them in all different sizes and stuff this one is like a camping one and it's really big and has a handle and has a million thousand billion batteries in it that last forever and a little pop-up light on top that in low mode can last 99 hours so there you go it's a really handy little camp light slash emergency light to keep in your house should you ever lose power you need to charge your phones and devices or just need a light on for a while. So Anchor 548, I've used it. I love it. And it's really cool. I'm trying to contextualize the amount of power that 60,000 milliamp hours, not being an electrician. Like, can you give us yeah, some ballpark? Like how many iPads or like, I don't know. If that's a- that is a, that's a great question. Um, it can charge an iPhone 14 over 10 times. Okay. A MacBook Air three times. Is that giving you is that, an idea is that of what all we're together with? or one or the other? Oh, I don't know. I don't work there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing one or the other. I think it's like Apple numbers. It's like if you only watched endless numbers of movies ah, or yeah, yeah. listen to minutes of songs, like in that case, all in a row. Like if you had no other devices and you only charged your MacBook Air repeatedly, that's what it and means. And you can also does. charge right. it with solar panels. So it's good in that respect as well. Yep. And it's got a big screen on it that tells you what the like what's coming in what's going out how much time it's got left based on what it's using it's really it's really nice they did a really good job with it it's almost like the modern 
digital version of like, you know, when you see some sort of old movie where they're carrying the gas lamp or yeah. the torch. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's exactly, you know, little, totally. Yeah. Except if you drop yeah. this, it won't catch you on fire. This is cool. I want it. $150. Is that US or is that Australian? Uh, US, I think. Yeah. I snagged it during a sale. So it was like 120 I think. 109.99 with coupon. Have you got a coupon? Coupon. Thank you, Anchor, for sponsoring today's podcast. Oh, how American does this review sound, Martin? I, t- I take it to our off-the-grid ranch and use it for my phone, tablet, rechargeable flashlights. I'm thinking <laughs> of getting one for my son and daughter. <laughs> Love it. Wow. Wow. Uh, in a male voice. It's actually by Denise, but I'm going to read that as Dennis, seeing as I got the accent wrong or the voice wrong. Right at the bottom, nice. last review. On the ranch. Last Where's review. the ranch? Oh, last Denise. Review. She's a verified buyer. Oh, lovely. All right, I'm going to click on a random number from that one to seven. nine that I seven. can see going through the web pages. Seven. Oh, God. Okay, seven. Okay, not random. Let me click on seven. What am I going to read? What am I going to read? Well, this is a great endorsement. The charging power distribution controller is a little wonky, but once you figure it out, it works quite well. So is it wonky it, or not? Does it work or not? Where was the <laughs> accent? Why didn't you, you didn't sound American enough when you said that. No, you weren't American. Well, maybe Matt H isn't American. Let's see. Okay. You want me to read an American one? Oh, read the, read the two star. Read the two star one as an American. Yeah. Or the one star, either one, whichever you prefer. Are we going for like uh, Andrew's like deep south kind of vibe on the ranch or? You can pick east to west, my friend, whatever you like. Okay, I'll kind of go down Andrew's vibe, but make it Mm. my own. I got mine and the box was in very bad shape and the thing arrived completely dead and will not charge. (laughs) I was told I need to return mine and wait before I can get a new one. Which that in itself is ridiculous when it's a new machine that didn't work when I got it. And now support isn't responding to any of my emails. What happened? <laughs> That's great. I love it. Okay. I like that there's a was this review helpful and there's three thumbs down. <laughs> okay, Jason, you need to now read one as an Australian. Oh, God. It's so much harder. I don't think you understand how, what a monumental... You can't drop the R. I know you can't do the non-rotic R. I know. We're, we're asking you to ignore sounds that you think are I crucial. Know, I know, and I can't. My brain doesn't want to do it. It's just like, doesn't, no. These, sound, these all sound like excuses to me, and I don't, you know, we don't like excuses on this show. <laughs> we love excuses on this <laughs> Snorting show. Snorting over here. <laughs> um, oh, I can't do it on the spot. I can't you, do t- it. Andrew, can't. Pick, Andrew, Andrew, pick a number. Pick a number okay. out of the like, little yep, thing down yep, the bottom, yep. whatever that's called. Got it. Do I say <laughs> it? Four. No, I can't. I, it's, Are you on page I'm, four? I'm read, stuck. Read the second, stuck. One. Read the second one by John B. It's short. No, it's easy. Can't do it. I'm, I'm hanging up now. <laughs> can't believe it. <laughs> I literally can't do okay, it. Tro- it's not. Okay, fine. It's not coming out. Fine, I'll do it. It's not coming out. I'll, I'll do the second one. You do it in an Australian accent. My Anchor 548 works great. And the pop-up lantern is great at night. Lantern? Would, would anyone... That is say not lantern? no. <laughs> pop-up lantern. I don't think so. I was, I was going Queensland. Okay. That was oh Queensland. Oh, my God. 
All right, let, let's see. Let's see if we can do this. I think it requires a bit of a rethink. I think you actually have to, Jason, ignore the way that things are written. So how would you say the name of the surname of the artist whose name is Paul A-N-K-A? I think that's how you spell it. What? Paul A-N-K-A? How do you say that last name? How would you say that? Am I spelling that correctly? Let's have a look. Just say, just say that word, A-N-K-A. Just say it. Yeah, it's a Canadian singer. Just, A-N-K-A. How would you pronounce that? Anka? My goodness. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> okay, can you say Ank? Ank. Ah. Uh. Anka. Anka. Perfect. You have just pronounced Anker as an Australian. Anchor. That's it. There you go. Mm. There you go. Anker. I'm glad that my uh, analogy or name reference there really, really resonated. That's good. That one, uh, you nailed it with that, um, with the Anka. <laughs> well. Say Lantern how you would in an Australian accent, then we'll move on. How I would in an Australian accent? Yeah. Since you completely shredded Andrew. Um, <laughs> what's the way you would No, now all I have in my head is how he said it, Lantern. <laughs> Okay, ignore Andrew's attempt at his own accent. What I don't know. Lantern. Lantern. Lan? Lantern. Yeah, lan. Lantern. Not ton. Lantern. 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 Turn. 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 Lantern. Turn. Lantern. Whenever you see an R that is there and should be, just take it out. Oh, God, I hate you. This is... Lantern. I don't, I don't think this sponsorship is going to continue. I'll just say. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're out at this point. It's a good battery. Buy it. It's a good <laughs> Buy it. That sounded pretty Australian. It's a good battery. Buy it. Battery. All right. What's next? Media Corner. Seen any good movies lately? I I have. I watched one last night. I have, but I didn't put this in the notes. Oh. Andrew, what have you seen? Uh, last night. I watched... Um, look, it's a fairly new movie. You might not be aware of it. Very cutting edge. Uh, the Breakfast Club. Oh, hey, that's, that's a brand new release. Classic from 1985. Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing, though. With... Hollywood seemingly only being able to redo everything that's ever been done for a brief second. I'm kind of wondering, did they redo the breakfast club? And this is like, a they new might, one? they might do, they're doing mean girl. They've done mean girls. All over oh again. God, stop it. To be fair though, that is a movie of the musical version that like went to Broadway. So it's like not the same. It's not technically a the remake. breakfast club. No mean girls. What about Wonka? That just looked, uh, yeah, no thanks. Wait, like Willy Wonka? Yeah, there's a new one. Yeah, but before he was Willy Wonka and they're running around with Hugh Grant, the Oompa and singing songs and what? stuff. What? I haven't seen it, but I found the trailer looked a bit cringeworthy to me. My sister saw it and loved it. She was like, oh, I loved it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling that. Never heard of it. Okay. Hmm. So who put this in the show notes? Are we just randomly shouting out movies that we've seen recently? I did. Oh, Jason yeah, I was just curious if, you, if we haven't <laughs> talked about movies in a while. Oh. I don't know what kind of movies you're into. Anything on Plex. Anything. Well, I have examples. Anything in the last decade, Andrew? Or no? Nah. No. no. Okay. Martin, 
You're just watching. Well, I've seen some great movies okay. recently. What do you got? Uh, actually, in a cinema. You know that What's thing that? where you enter a room okay. and you eat popcorn. Okay. A theater. What language is this movie going to be in that he talks about here, Jason? Oh, French. Uh, so I was sure thinking. French. I was thinking German or Greek. I can't decide. Leaning towards Greek. But let's see what he uh, goes Okay, with. it could be. Okay, let's see. Let's German see. is a good pick, though, but I'm I'm leaning heavy, heavy French with, like, really, really fancy subtitles that are super difficult to read. All right, what do we got, Martin? Well, it was a fantastic uh, Armenian journey oh. through someone's own... I'm joking, actually. <laughs> two in English and one in Japanese. <laughs> it's, it could be so true, though. He could have just kept going and everybody would be like, yeah, yeah it checks yeah. out. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, it's like it's like Rochelle Rochelle from Seinfeld. It's one young girl's erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. Mm. You know, it's a great mm-hmm. story. Anyway, I digress. So, um, anyway, look up Rochelle Rochelle. That'll be in the show notes. Thanks, mm. Jason. Um, we actually went to the movies a few times. Um, you know, people are like, oh, it's holidays. Can we have Mac, please? I'm like, no worries. You can have him. We'll go to the movies. We'll Just random that. people um, were asking that or? No, people in the family, but I didn't want to like specifically. Oh, in the in the inner circle. Okay. Just checking. It's like we're just walking down the street and someone says, he looks like a lovely yeah. toddler. I'd like yeah. to take Can on that Can we take him for three hours? Thank and you. you're like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not a burden, but maybe for people who don't know his specific routine. I'm just talking randomly now. So, the movies are fantastic. The first one, Nicolas Cage in Dream Scenario. Have you two heard yeah. of this? I've heard of Face Off. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a good one. This is quite different. This is quite different, but has its own creepiness in a different way. I won't ruin it. I won't give spoilers for any of these, but really worth your time, I think. Very odd. He plays this kind of frustrated, dull, middle-aged university professor who suddenly starts appearing in other people's dreams, people who know him and people who don't know him. And it quickly kind of gets out of hand for positive and very negative reasons. And it kind of deals with issues of fame and what you want to achieve in life. So he really owns it. It's quite amusing, but more disturbing. So if you're after something that's really quirky and different, I'd give Dream Scenario a go. Uh, Another movie, Priscilla. All about the life of Priscilla Presley, who was married to Elvis. That that's funny you say that because Natasha kept saying, "Oh, do you want to go see Priscilla?" And I'm like, "I've seen this movie." Okay, it's like, "Oh, you don't mean the Queen of the Desert, the classic Australian movie? You mean former wife of Elvis?" Um, <laughs> I just kept imagining people in drag in the desert. Um, but great movie. It actually explores the life of Priscilla and how she basically had to live with Elvis and what she went through. And it's not particularly kind to Elvis. It's much more, let's say, real and from her perspective and based on her book, her um, her, her, her autobiography. Um, so I give that a go. It's a great kind of uh, exercise in framing or editing to show basically Elvis is a big part of her life, but he wasn't the whole story. And it's directed by Sofia Coppola, who's um, fantastic as well. Last one I'll mention, Godzilla Minus One. Absolutely loved it. Now, truth be told, I have not watched a whole heap of proper Godzilla movies. The only one that I can ever remember seeing completely is that questionable one from the 1990s with Matthew oh, Broderick and Hank I don't Zara think that really counts. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm. no. Um all the other Godzilla stuff I've seen is like fragments of old movies on TV or documentaries. I've never actually sat through an entire one, but this was set in Japan, post-war period. It's all set in like the late 40s and, and onwards. And 
really fantastic kind of period piece stuff. If you're into anything like World War Two or you know, Japanese history and anything like that. They try to actually line it up with wartime experience and as a commentary on the effects of war as Godzilla was kind of intended. And Godzilla looks as it is supposed to. And notice I said it because in my reading, apparently in English speaking countries, Godzilla became a he. Like Americans and Australians and English people and so on refer to Godzilla as a he, where Japanese people always said it was an it. I might be wrong, but that's what I read. And uh, it's just a different kind of vibe from Godzilla turning around and attacking somewhere like San Francisco or New York. So, two thumbs up. Love for that it. One. That sounds cool. Was the Australian actor Paul Hogan by chance? No. No. Let me okay. look it up here. Oh, actually, I'm typing on my keyboard, but I've got this fantastic app called call sheet which i'm sure our listeners will be familiar with let me have a look i here. am familiar with it what's that thoroughly enjoy what is it it's uh, casey lissa's app it's kind of an answer to things like imdb which uh if if people are unfamiliar with casey liss i suggest they check out a podcast called really specific stories hosted by mm. martin feld thank you andrew that's nice of you casey to say. list oh. uh, was a guest on that podcast it's probably his greatest claim to fame he may also be known as uh, one of the triumvirate of the ATP crew. But really, yeah, he uh, RSS, ATP, call sheet, in that order. Kind of, you, kind of you to bring that up because I didn't raise it for that mention, but I'm very grateful. And just as evidence, because I love this app and it's actually on my front home screen. I use it all the time. The actor's name is Jacob Alordi. And I found that in no time at all just by searching Priscilla. Uh, love it. That's a weird way to pronounce Paul Hogan, but I guess. Okay. Yeah. Well, he looks just like him. So, it must maybe it's like a kind of alternative name or, you know, pseudonym or something. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. RSSpod.net. There you go. Well, thanks for that, that media corner, Martin. That gave us an excuse to use the theme. We haven't used that in a while. So, that's good. Now, we've got to head over because we've got a Type 45. We have got to head into the... Uh, te- Wait, what about my movie? Yeah. Do you have one? <laughs> what the hell? What about my movie? Oh, okay, fine. Go for it. Okay. Yeah, I just took oh that one. Quickly, gosh. quickly. You got 30 even, seconds. Go. <laughs> I get 30 seconds. Come on. Martin gets to talk yeah, about Paul Hogan for 45 minutes. Yeah. And I don't 25 even now. Okay, hang 56 on. 56 seconds. Hang on, hang on. Uh, okay. Hang on. Hey, Siri, set a timer for 30 seconds. Uh, I would like to bring for my show and tell today a movie with the title... The Black Pirate by Douglas Fairbanks from 1926. It is an American silent action adventure film shot entirely in two-color technicolor. And it's about pirates. And you have to read. So there you go. Black Pirate. And what drew your attention to that? Sorry, that's the end of, the sh- that's the end of his time. <laughs> that's it, sorry. <laughs> he can answer oh, my question. I just want to know there's a little Q- bit There's the session and then there's Q&A. This is Q&A now. Q&A. Uh, good question. Thank you. In front, uh, Martin, go ahead. What was your uh, question about my uh, dissertation? I'd like to know what drew your attention to this Black Pirate movie. Uh, it's super old. It's a silent film. And somewhere I read that it was the first um, film shot in this two color technicolor. And I was like, what the hell is two color? Because there was obviously black and white and then color. I didn't even know two color was a thing. So I was very intrigued to see what that meant. And it was, um, it was weird. It gave it a very weird look. 
But uh, yeah, I actually, I would actually recommend people watch it because I think it was kind of a cool movie. I just wanted to know when you say two colors, these are the same two colors throughout the whole movie or they shift? Yeah. No, same. It's, it's as if you had like two, you shot it on two different colors of film and overlaid them. So it, it gives the almost appearance of the, the film being shot in color, but still black and white. It's this weird, like, it's not sepia tone, but it's like a half color. I don't know. I am not a, obviously a film color expert, but it's a very interesting look that I think added to the film. Considering if they didn't do that, it would have just been black and white. I think it actually added a good bit to it. So the black pirate, Douglas Fairbanks. We are going into local tech news corner, hot off the presses. And when I mean presses, I mean literal like printing presses. Martin, you you have you have all the details on this. I could not have asked for a better intro like leading into that from you two. That was great. That was like it was rehearsed, but it was not. I will assure the listeners it was not rehearsed. If people listen to episode like triple zero, the pirate, the pirate, the pilot, the you pirate. put the pirate in my head, the pirate. <laughs> <laughs> you put the black pirate in my head. Damn I've you. infected your brain with pirates. Yeah, our, episode triple zero. Our um, episode zero, 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 matey. If, if people listen to International Mac Nerds and the follow-up prop first episode, uh, Tim Tam Slams, and then jump to today, they'd think, what kind of, like, drugs were these people? Like, what kind of bizarre downward spiral have they entered? But anyway, I digress. Um, this is something that I almost completely forgot about. It's something that I photographed when I was away on holiday in Sussex Inlet. I think I mentioned last episode or whatever. When I was there uh, visiting the fish and chip shop, the Chubby Mermaid, which I think I mentioned um, (laughs) earlier, um, I was there with Natasha's aunt who were picking up takeaway for dinner and she showed me this fantastic, really, really charming local paper or newsletter called The Sussex Inletter. And she was flicking through it because she says, oh, whenever we come down here on holiday, there's actually genuinely useful stuff in here like tradespeople or notices for the community and stuff. And they actually use stuff from here. But flicking through, oh, my goodness, I found the official minutes made public. This is the last meeting for 2023 on Tuesday, the 12th of December for the Sussex Inlet Computer Club. Now, They have not had their next meeting yet. It actually says at the end that their next one is Tuesday, the 13th of February for 2024. And I thought in this transitional period, uh, as they have exited 2023 and are looking forward to their next meeting in 2024, we could dive in for a bit. And I'm going to read the opening section and then open to the floor because I think this is a it's hilarious and kind of, oh my goodness, what's going on? But at the same time, it's charming. And I know a lot of listeners here love the blogosphere. They love the open web. You know, we think about this era of like, oh, you know, we're getting back to proper open web blogging and writing away from social networks. Let's not forget that there is a significant population of people who have never even entered that sphere or they are relying on in-person face-to-face stuff and then putting it into clearly a Microsoft Word created newsletter that is put in fish and chip shops. Okay, let me just... Quickly before you start, could you please paint just a, a small picture, give a flourish to what this newsletter was like how thick was it how many different sections you know just a little bit of detail about what accompanied this uh section sure 
Sure. Well, listeners can go to the show notes, first of all, and find under the chapter markers the actual link to this screenshot or photograph page that I've done. But to answer your question, Jason, it was very much like a a double-sided kind of printed uh, A4 stapled together. It might have been A3 in half. Do you know what I mean? So it's not really like a glossy magazine or that kind of newspaper feel. It's like they've gone to Officeworks and bought you know, a huge ream of A3 reflex and done the double-sided spread stuff. It's um, so fairly thick for a small community newsletter or paper, but not something the size of the Sydney Morning Herald or the New York Times or something. It's got more ads than we do, so. That's true. And I apologise if you can hear Rocky the Cockatiel in the background. She's, uh, I think she can hear me. Um, So let's kick it off here. I'm going to read a small bit here, just the intro, and then you two can dive in and we can read some sections and maybe discuss it for the remainder of the episode. Computer Club with a kind of clip art uh, heading at the top of a person happily using his computer. And it says meeting Tuesday, 12th of December, 2023. Users helping. I feel bad for interrupting. I just want to point out the monitor that he's using is a CRT. Just wanted to. Con- I just thought that would help contextualize what we're dealing with the clip art and the O in computer is like the operation, like, like on, on yeah, for yeah, a button, yeah, on, yeah. It's classic. That's all right. No, that's. A- I'm glad you interjected. Users helping users. We discuss the interests, issues, and problems our members have in this digitally connected world, be it with computer, tablet, smartphone, or smart television. David opened the meeting at 12... I'm not reading it properly. At 10.15am with 15 members and two visitors attending. I'm going to read this first section Two visitors. That could have been us. I just want to say, can you imagine if if we just showed up to this and said, hey, computer club, we're going to do a show here. So first section in bold electronic lounge Colin had come down from Sydney without a power cable luckily Tom was able to find one for him on the recycle table in cat like with title case the official recycle table there was the October edition of the APC magazine David had a nice widescreen monitor with VGA DVI and DisplayPort connectors but no HDMI connector he was able to buy it says a HDMI, but it should be an HDMI to DVI adapter from Scorp Tech for $10. That would be Australian. The Epson wireless overhead projector has been snapped up by the Sanctuary Point Masonic Lodge. Look at Martin. Martin's correcting the grammar of, of, the, of the poor show notes here. Like, <laughs> that should be an HDMI. Well, it's not H, it's H. That means it starts with a vowel. So we've got to be right here. <laughs> oh my God, this is so good. Like just the fact that, I mean, Colin, bless his heart, going all the way from Sydney without the right cable. Like, we've, oh, we've all been there, on. haven't we? Oh, geez. You show up and you're like, oh shit, not again. Um, VGA, we're calling that out. Like that's a <laughs> like that's an impressive stat. <laughs> well, that was a... Weird flex, but okay. I don't think so, but okay. That sounds good. Um, I had a question for you two. Scorptech. Scorptech? Is that a is that a store? Nah, that is around. And they chose that name on purpose? Uh, I- is it a Scorpion logo? Do they have like a cool Scorpion logo where the tail is like an Ethernet cable or something? I have no recollection. I feel of like I've seen them. You know, when you look for generic PC equipment and they're just, you're just trying to find it wherever it's cheapest. I, IBM PC compatible. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and I use staticice.com.au as a great search engine for cheap generic products in Australia. Yeah, it's just, it's just like white italic font on 
like a red oval. There is another Scorp tech out there, which looks like some sort of app with a Scorpion logo, but I don't think that's related. So this is just like no frills kind of over 20, Scorp tech logo. Over 25 years in tech. Scorp Tech is one of Australia's largest and most established IT retailers specializing in PC hardware components, peripherals, software, and accessories. I mean, that's what they say. So take that with a grain of salt. I just want to know how do we feel about the $10 price for the HDMI cable? That actually, when you're in a pinch, you know, and you just go to the closest store for an HDMI cable, mm. that can tend to get pretty pricey. So 10 bucks actually doesn't sound that bad. That's not bad. We're assuming it's not like Dolby Vision compatible. Oh, for or sure, no, no. Like, this is not. This nah. is not your your HDMI three point two Gen two PV six nine. Definitely not. I have further detail on Scorp Tech. So it is the Scorp. Okay. It's the Scorp family. They've lived and breathed tech for over twenty five years. Oh. So Scorps, the, we thank the Scorp family for their commitment to technology. Computer Club brought to you by the Scorps. Brilliant. Now, I do want to go on and read one more bit after this under the inbold problems, because I think following your uh, exploration there, Jason and Andrew, Andrew's really going to enjoy this section. I would like to do best buys if I could, if, if you would allow me. Of course. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just going to read this one and then I'll, I'll, I'll move on. We'll move on together. Problems. And listeners can wonder why I think Andrew would like this particular section. exactly why. John C. Smith I don't know if that's actually a John Smith or just someone like John Citizen, like you see on uh, like driver's license screenshots. But a John C. Smith has an electricity smart meter in his home. And because of a recent ICAC finding, that's the Independent Commission Against Corruption, uh, can request the electricity readings for his meter. The electricity supplier sent him an Excel spreadsheet with the readings for the last two years in half hour intervals. Unfortunately, there were readings for general off-peak and solar, each in a separate row with 72,000 rows in total. His problem is how to separate the data into separate (laughs) rows so he can analyse each power feed type. I love this. This was one of my bullets. This was so good. An Excel spreadsheet. John C. Smith, can I offer you two two quick solutions? May I? Please. Okay, the first and obvious one is to consider a pivot table. Okay, so see if you can just get that data, put it into a pivot table, and then you'll be able to slice and dice the data according to your needs. Um, if you If you're a bit befuddled by the pivot table there is a software solution now there's a program out there called easy data transform easy data transform it's a way of grab you can basically grab data out of an excel apply transformations to it so maybe it's got too many decimal points maybe you need to apply a formula it's it's amazing software so it'll suck it in do the transformations it's almost like regex for spreadsheets if you want to think of it that way but with an easy graphical user interface which i'm sure people at the computer club would appreciate it's both available for windows and macintosh computers i'm a big fan of it it's uh andy bryce i think is the name of the developer i also use another software of his called hyperplan that is also fantastic software get that that'll solve all your problems you can get your spreadsheets you can make sure you're not being screwed by your electricity retailer and as always when shopping for electricity shop around you may find a better deal Wow, that is a hemispheric top tip from wow. Grand Canyon top himself. Tip. Uh, into top tips, oh, that sounds like best buys, Jason. Do you want to explore the best buys section? I do, but I would actually really love for you to read the uh, paragraph starting with at the last CTC drop in. If you if you oh, if you could okay. cover that one quickly before before I <laughs> okay, move into okay. best buys, I just feel like it can't be missed. <laughs> 
Well, this actually flows on. Thank you for picking that up from the last paragraph that I just read after the power feed type. So thank you, John C. Smith. Moving on at the last CTC drop in, Darcy, Tom and Dave were run off their feet. One interesting problem encountered were Okay, encountered was, should be singular, (laughs) was two sisters who both had identical iPhones and Apple Watches, which had been synced to the other sister's device. A factory reset on one iPhone was tried, but not resolved when the iPhone would not accept the Apple ID. Classic error when you've got issues with IDs and passwords right here. They left us hanging, though. There's no solution. Well, I think... If they wouldn't, the problem is that they're identical sisters. So how could the phones know who was who, right? I mean, I think that's just... Yeah. That's just how it goes. Face ID was actually <laughs> was stumped. stumped. This uh, is that on one that case well, yeah. where they look identical and who could who could know? <laughs> I, I read that I read that I think two or three times and every time it was like, A, what the hell are you talking about? And and B, what the hell are you talking about? Because this doesn't make any sense at all. It's as if these two people who both have quote identical iPhones, which Spoiler, we all have identical iPhones, <laughs> but um, it's as if they just, it was like a, they bumped into each other and all of a sudden like everything switched, which is kind of making me think maybe they just swapped phones mm. and didn't realize. Mm. Ooh. Well, you know, maybe if they would have just said like, hey, this is actually yours and I don't know. Well, we're going to have to try to get our hands on the sequel, the first, you know, February yeah. edition no, of the I'm, minutes. We're invested uh, in this When it now. comes up. I don't yeah. know if that's going to happen. All right, so best buys, Jason, because we're, we're running out of time. We've got to, and uh, there's too much gold in this episode to get rid of. Poor Andrew. So let's let's do it. Oh no, this is good. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to have to. I'm gonna have to edit long. It's tight 45. Is, tight, it's a tight, loose tight 45. It's a loose 57. Okay. All right, all right. Let's get under it now. Let's go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here we go. Title: Best Buys. Okay. So this is the section with the best buys. Tom R bought a Digitech Wi-Fi HDMI Miracast dongle from JCar for $40 so he could stream or mirror video and audio to any TV with HDMI. He had no luck getting his device to connect to the TV, so in his opinion, it was not worth the money. <laughs> <laughs> what? How, how is that a best buy, though? It didn't work. <laughs> Shouldn't that... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it sounds like a worst buy. I don't know. I just, I. Is it, is this, I think part of the title is missing. It's best buy not or to avoid or something. Best to avoid. Yeah, buy. it should be, know. you know, one star reviews or something. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not feeling a, a best, but I'm not feeling the need to go out and buy this device right now. I'm not filled with confidence. Can I just go into the, the next section, please? Oh, can I, please. Can I go through that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. The, the heading is learnt since last meeting. Okay, now I just mm. preface this with the fact that we're at a computer club, right? We are. Okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure because since the last meeting. Well, if you scroll up, sorry, Andrew, quickly, if you scroll up to the top, scroll up to the very top and read the first two words. Computer club. Computer. Okay. Computer club. Okay, okay so, good. Yeah. Okay, it's giving yeah, me a content. Right. Because, so learnt since last meeting. Bob Heddle has received his special rate variation notice from the Shoalhaven City Council. The financial impact of these on the average residential rates would be an increase in 2024 to 2025 of $467 for option one and $263 for option two. If you would like to give the council feedback about these proposed increases, the website is blah de blah Okay, 
Bob? Yeah. This this just sounds like a whinge about your council rates. <laughs> this doesn't sound anything to do with computers other than you quoted a website. That's pretty tenuous. We learned since the last meeting is Bob is pissed about his association. They may as well write the email subject should read it Bob's whinge. Like, Bob, chill, man. Like, take it to the ratepayers association. Don't go to the computer club with this. Everybody else is like, Bob, we don't even live there. Why do we give a shit about your raised rates? But I love that it just goes straight into the next thing of, on the 1st of December, the council introduced an online booking system system oh, for booking oh, tennis courts in council halls. This is my next favourite one. I love this one. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have this highlighted. We're gonna, we, can, we can't read through this whole thing. We have to leave something. But yeah. I just want to put one. Yeah, go for I'll it, just go for I'll it. just add the one sentence that just summed it up for me. It says, if you want to book a hall tomorrow and no one has it booked, you can't book it. This is patently ridiculous. We, we could spend ages on this, but a couple of other little gems before we wrap up. Uh, favorite website. I'm so glad that Noel Reed is using home delivery from Woolworths, uh, but one day he just needed a loaf of bread. He discovered the local spa supermarket also does home delivery. Here's their website. And if you actually flip to the other side away from the computer club, this cannot go unmentioned. And that is recipe corner. Well, there's a recipe on this page even. On this page. Yeah. One, one, before you move to recipe corner, one very last thing on computer club corner, I have to say whoever was the one that got the report illegal fishing put in to the technology section, gold, just gold. Well done. And that's fishing with an F, not a PH. So it's real good. Yeah, good point. But at least they wrapped up nicely saying that they closed the meeting at noon and enjoyed a delicious Christmas lunch organised by Treasurer Bob, supplied by the Bamboo Restaurant. Fantastic. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, um, And that leads into the food question, doesn't it? Recipe Corner. They stole Recipe Corner. That's our thing. We do corners. Do we do Recipe Corner, though? No, we do every other corner. It's corner. It's, It's star corner. It's full stop. Yeah. The question I the question I had about the recipe corner, Martin, is really you're our local mango expert. Yeah. To the to, mango to expert. the point where I have literally oh, yes. been at a grocery store and been flummoxed by mangoes mm. and got in touch with Martin for buying advice. You you will vouch for that. It's right? true. I yes, gave you a yes, lecture on the phone. This is nothing to do with yeah. the show. I just needed mango advice. And I rang you. I, you were not expecting that, I think, but you were pleasantly surprised. surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Unfortunately, yeah. you were a little late. I'd already purchased the mango. Um, so, as the mango expert of the show, he put it in the notes in the magazine that's coming out next month. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the uh, mango eaten mess? Where, where you sit with this one? Um, I'm not a huge fan of meringue, to be honest. I mean, I'll eat it, but I think the meringue would actually detract from the flavor and texture of the mango. I like mango on its own. I love it in salads. I like it in kind of smoothies and frappes and stuff or juices or whatever. But putting it with meringue, I feel, uh, why would you do that? The thing that I find hilarious about this is that it's the mango eat on mess, as you said, and it gives the ingredients and a very short method and then shows a picture of three untouched mangoes in a basket. Um, It doesn't actually display what the recipe is or what you should be making. So people may see this and go, I'm making three mangoes. I don't know what that means. Um, But look, these ones here, interestingly, the one at the bottom right, uh, I would assume that they're Kensington Pride. I mean, of course, there are honey gold and, you know, other kind of calypso mangoes. But the shape of it is somewhat reminiscent of a Maha Chanok from Thailand. Um, So it's almost like some sort of weird 
hybridized Kensington Pride Maha Chanok mango in a basket amongst other ones depicting a recipe before it's been made. So I'm very troubled by this recipe corner. I have no, I have nothing to add. That was wonderful. Thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> I was partially sidetracked back up into Computer Club. <laughs> I somehow missed this part. Um, there's a section for YouTube video, colon. Oh, yeah. And they literally just describe a YouTube video that they watched with no extra commentary about it. Just this is what the video was. No link to the video. No dis- no way to find this video. Just a description of the video. It's nice show and tell. How, how far is um, this computer club from you? Is, is there any chance that we can get some, some boots on the ground here and, and get involved? Well, it appears that they're holding the next meeting on what would be a working day for Damn me. It. So uh, I, I'm not sure what kind of arrangements I can make for leave uh, to visit the Sussex Inlet Computer Club to feature in its next Inletter Minutes. Um, but it's a nice idea, nevertheless. I'm going to do some research and see if we can get involved remotely i think i think we need to somehow provide some assistance yeah that would be pretty fascinating and look just i agree that would actually be very cool however that could work and i want to make it very clear to the listeners that although we've been laughing about this we're not we don't seek to mock these people because it's fantastic frankly fantastic that they do this um, i don't know about you two guys the fact that people actually get together and do this to me it's the the hilarity is just the specific, so specific. nature of these reported complaints it's just brilliant so if there are any other gems out there that listeners are aware of maybe local computer clubs or things you've seen in maybe print or something less typical uh please let us know because this is gold it's fantastic i would kill to go to this kind of thing locally it'd be so good and people need these kinds of resources because not everyone is as necessarily connected or comfortable with technology so we might laugh but it's beautiful i think it's great that this exists my only fear is that we would solve everything for them and they'd have no minutes to write how would we solve anything are we even a tech podcast at this point like what do we know (laughs) no we're tech adjacent yeah we're commenting on local newsletters now. Look at this. Look what I've done to the show. 2024. Here we are. Welcome.